Welcome to another episode of the Rachel Unpack Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Medina, serial entrepreneur based in sunny Southern California, here to help women just like you unpack their inner CEO. Whether you're a mommypreneur, Christianpreneur, or a working woman wanting to tap into the new and exciting she economy and all that it has to offer wealth-minded business building women like you, you are in the right place. Every episode is dedicated to mindset, wealth, and the faith factor needed to build a successful business specifically from home. If you're new to my content and you want to tap into resources, workbooks, courses, masterminds, a community of like-minded women that can support you on your entrepreneurial journey, head on over to my website, rachelmedina.com and click any button you see that says she EO and it'll take you right on over there. In the meantime, if you're not doing so already, please follow me on social media at Rachel Medina 101. Let's go. Doing it scared. Welcome back to this episode. Let me tell you something. Recently, I had done something that scared me when I tell you, but boy, did it unlock a whirlwind of doors and opportunities and ideas and alliances that is com- that's going to sound completely insane. I will tell you this. You guys who have been following my journey know that I always say, feel the fear, do it anyways. If you've gone to any event where I spoke uh, on stage as a keynote or as a guest, you have heard me say, there's no such thing as fearless. I don't, I don't think, you know, everyone's like, be a fearless woman. It's like, no, I, that's what made me say, feel the fear and then do it anyway. <laughs> when it comes to your progression as a woman, whether it's as a mother, as a wife, whether it's as a businesswoman, whether it's your own self-improvement, feel the fear, do it anyway. But then there's like another layer that we like to say, doing it scared. Kind of sounds the same, right? Kind of sounds the same. But I feel like we all have a little bit of fear. But then there are things that just flat out scare us, okay? And I'm going to give you an example of something that happened recently that it's going to be a beautiful story that I'm going to be telling probably for years to come. And that's still one of it's right now has become one of my marquee lessons. And here is what it is. So my career has progressed where I now get invited to speak at like women's conferences and things like that. Super awesome. Like literally talk about hashtag goals. I love it. Okay. But, okay, although I am Mexican and I've told this story, I am a Mexican-American born in in Los Angeles County um, here in the United States. And yet I am the daughter of an immigrant man. My father, Armando, was born in Mexico in a town called Tepatitlan, Tepa for short, Jalisco, Mexico. And my mother was born um, in the United States. So on my mom's side, I'm actually third generation. And on my dad's side, I'm first generation Mexican. And with that being said, I did grow up speaking Spanish, okay? Um, But because my mom is third generation American, there was a a lot of English spoken on my mom's side of the family. And as a little girl, I lived in like Huntington Beach and, you know, English, 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 you know, go to school, English. And at home, you know, I spoke English, although they sometimes spoke Spanish, but my dad spoke English too, okay? So he spoke English very well. And so, um, but I was, um, cared for a lot by my grandparents and, you know, my parents were sort of growing in their careers and everything. And I spent a lot of time with my grandparents and my grandparents were, you know, from Mexico. Um, and so they spoke Spanish, although they understood English and they spoke English, 
they would say, if I speak to you in Spanish, answer me in Spanish. And so it helped to keep my Spanish in practice. And anyways, um, on my dad's side, I had a lot of people that spoke Spanish that I would try to speak to in Spanish, but my Spanish was always a little questionable. Um, and then, um, as my career progressed and obviously I went to school and I took Spanish classes and French and all that. Um, and then as my career progressed, I would speak Spanish sometimes in my career, depending on the situation I was in sales. And then, you know, I was married in there as a young girl to a man whose family was from Mexico and they all spoke Spanish. So there were lots of opportunities is what I'm trying to say for me to speak Spanish. However, since my divorce, uh, several, several years ago, you know, my dad passing away several, several years ago. Now my grandparents passed away several years ago, looking around, I have, I didn't realize that I hadn't really had a lot of reasons to speak Spanish. I had not had a lot of environments that I was in or opportunities to speak in Spanish. And I didn't realize that I was losing my Spanish. I mean, like I said, it wasn't super stellar even before, but I did it. Um, and I can tell you, I came to the realization that I was losing my Spanish. I was going to do some content with my friend Delia and she said, Hey, we should do this in Spanish. And, and, and we, and we went to do it and I was like, Oh, I couldn't do it. It was like, uh, El Gato is muy grande. The cat is very big. Like I just felt completely stumped and it, and, and we couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, that's so weird. Like I know I know Spanish this is weird. So anyways, so anyways, I just said, well, I don't even do content in Spanish. It's fine. I'll just stick to what I'm good at. <laughs> so I'm on stage. I'm speaking at a women's leadership conference. And in the audience is a woman named Maria who I had not met. And, um, and she goes to conferences and she had this vision of creating a conference for women, um, but in Spanish, completely entirely in Spanish. And somewhere down the line, she decides, um, and actually she ended up being a, a, a friend of my friend Dahlia. And so somehow, someway, she speaks to my friend Diane and says, hey, do you think that Rachel would, you know, speak at my event or whatever? And so Diane asked and I said, oh, let's get on. A, I'll get on a call with her, like have her call me. Let's set it up. Let's see. Let me just see what's going on. So um, we have a conversation, Maria and I. And then next thing you know, Maria's like, but it's in Spanish. And I'm like, oh. so everything, when I tell you every single thing in my being, okay, was like, this is not a fit. Thank you, but no thank you. Everything, literally everything in my being. And listen, uh, I talked about this in a previous episode. A lot of my career was built with the power of saying yes to a lot of things, even that I didn't understand or I didn't feel qualified for. And then in my second half of my career, my superpower has come from my ability to say no uh, to things that just aren't, you know, going to move the needle just yet. Um, it's like some often I should say no for now, but I do say no a lot. So, and it's, by the way, served me very well. So in this moment, I was like, yeah, no, like, <laughs> so I said, well, so it's entirely in Spanish. And she said, yes, it's in Spanish. And I said, how many women are you expecting to attend? She gives me the number. I was like, okay. Mm, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God. And no joke. When I tell you my brain, my head was already nodding. No, I, the inner monologue was like, nope, thank you. But no, thank you. I said, sure, let's do it. And she goes, oh, really? And I said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. I said, I just want you to know my Spanish is really bad. And she's like, it's okay, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and let me tell you, I, I had not, I have no clue why that happened. <laughs> I cannot tell you why that happened. But I did have this little thing of like, look, I'm over here on a mission. I'm literally breaking up with my entire business that I built in 2015. 
I'm breaking up with my past sort of life and career to go all in on helping women unpack their inner CEO with this podcast, the Rachel Unpack podcast, with the platform, the CEO platform. I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm praying to God saying, God, help me, you know, get, help me get in front of more women to inspire them. And then God was like, great, but they don't speak English. So do what you got to do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Um, so here it is. I said, yes. Um, I had like a month um, to prepare, but did I prepare? No, I, I wasn't practicing. I wasn't doing anything because I was still in this sort of state of denial that I, I know Spanish. Okay. And so anyways, 24 hours before the event, I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, all right, I got, I got to, let me just type this out. I don't normally do that. By the way, when I do my speeches, I have some talking points, but I, I don't usually like type out the words. So the day before I'm like typing out the words in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> Granted, if I didn't speak it well, you know, darn freaking well, I wasn't writing it well either, but there, there I go. Okay. El gato is my grande. So there I was doing it and, I, and I'm going through and it's so long and it's so many words. And I'm like, there has to be, why is it in English you could describe something short, but in Spanish it's like this long thing, you know, just to be able to say the same thing. So I understood that there was a better way and I just wasn't tapping into it. But anyways, I did it and I had it there on my phone. And the next day I got ready and I showed up and I stood up there and I put like my little, I have this little like black tripod stick thing and I stick my phone on it. And I said, oh man, you ladies. And I said, today, you know, you guys are thinking that you're going to be hearing Rachel Medina speak, but today you're going to be hearing La Pocha del Norte. Okay. That's how I started my speech. Everybody laughed. Um, and what is La Pocha? Una Pocha is basically a, a Mexican or a Latino um, who should very well speak Spanish. They look like they should. Um, and and they're, they just don't. Um, and, and they do, but it's like really bad. Okay. And again, back to El Gato as muy grande. Okay. So I do the speech. It's rough. Okay. I, I, in the beginning I'm reading and then I said, Rachel, you know this, you don't got to read. You, you, you know your story, just say it. However it comes out, just say it. And then, so the second half is what is just, it was good. I was able to do it. Okay, fine. I, I shouldn't use the word good. Oh my God. I'm being way, I'm like lying right now. I'm flat out lying to you guys right now. So I do the speech, however, whatever it comes out. But guess what? What I didn't know was like a week later, they did a poll and, um, and, and by the way, after the speech, the women came up and they're like, oh my God, that was, you know, you're so inspirational and they took pictures and everything. It was really sweet. But the, the producers, this, you know, Maria woman and, and her friend Valia, they did a poll and in the poll to see whose speech or which speaker they'd like to hear more from or whatever. It was like 89% said me, Rachel Medina. Okay. La Pocha de Norte, the kind of very big. So that was such an eye opener to me. The next thing that was an eye-opener to me is I was so insecure about me and my Spanish coming out broken, not keeping in mind that I was in a room full of women that have to navigate their lives and their careers in this country with broken English, okay? And so why, why would I have backed down because my Spanish would be broken when these women refused to, they're, they're living here. They can't, they don't have the option to back out, back down in anything that they do, even if they go to the grocery store. They got to do it in broken English. And so it was a really a big eye-opener, okay? But where the massive blessing came from, besides that little tidbit in myself, not to be ashamed of myself, although in a weird way, I should be ashamed of myself, and I am practicing my Spanish, <laughs> um, is this. God gave me an assignment. I, I, I rose to the occasion. Um, flawed. I did it anyways. Scared. I did it anyways. Literally felt the fear. Did it anyways. 
was not, I, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to look, I'm going to look, this is going to be on video. This is going to live forever. This is going to come haunt me, whatever, all the things, right? But you know my story. I show up even if I don't feel good, even if I don't look good, I show up. Okay. I do my best and I show up. Um, so I showed up here, but the miracle of it came from this. Maria got to hear for the first time my CEO journey. Okay. She knew about the Rachel Impact uh, podcast. She knew that I was speaking on stage because that's where she saw me at the Women's Leadership Conference. But it was her first time really sort of grasping the CEO story and the CEO journey with the CEO community. She dives in. Apparently, I think she signed up and I think she was poking around, starts listening to the Rachel Impact podcast more, hearing some things and realizing, oh my God, this needs to exist for the Latin community. I don't know this, by the way, but this is sort of the journey she's on. At the same time, across town, I'm um, forming a new friendship and a new working relationship with the, with the influencer, um, YouTube superstar named Jackie Hernandez, okay, who creates Spanish language content. Um, she lives in town where I live, and we have a mutual friend. My friend of 30 years introduced us and stuff like that and said, you two should work together. I know you guys would do great. Um, and so that was more like a consultative, let's take a look at your business and let's identify areas that you should probably be tapping into in order to maximize your the longevity of your business, but also, you know, increase your revenue and things like that. Okay. In that process of meeting with Jackie at her home, you know, for coffee, lunch, all these different things, she started to say, you know, amiga, like what if, you know, CEO was in Spanish? And I was like, well, I, you know, the thing is my Spanish isn't that great. And by the way, my bandwidth isn't that great. You know, we have a very small team that, you know, of us that are working on my other business and that are now trying to transition over to this business. It's very small. I mean, essentially, Danine and I um, on the CEO side with a little tiny bit of help here and there with like Denny and, 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 you know, Adrian and stuff from the from the Just Home side. So it just didn't seem like a possibility. Okay. And, you know, Jackie has all her own stuff going on and everything. So there was not even a thought process of like she could do it. But what she started to do was she started to tell the CEO story uh, and share it with her community, her Spanish-speaking community. And what ended up happening was in the very first time she did it, a thousand, it was like 998, I think we crossed over a thousand to be completely honest, but it was like 998 and like quick, like within the first hour, came over, okay, to the CEO platform, but there was nothing for them in the sense because everything was in English. So we started getting a lot of DMs um, as, and emails asking, where is the content for the Spanish speakers? Um, because they had seen Jackie talking about it. And that is when I just went, okay, wait a minute. There's Jackie that's saying this needs to be in Spanish. She's sharing it with her community very early on, like right away, like as soon as she knew about it, she started sharing it with the community. Uh, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Her community is like, yeah, but we don't understand what this is. Like, we need it in Spanish, okay? Then there's Maria who, you know, yes, she saw me speak in English on stage, but then invites me to speak in Spanish where she really gets to take in the CEO story and she immediately recognizes this is something of value that needs to take place and happen and exist for the Spanish-speaking community. These women don't know each other. So you hear me talk about green lights from God. It was undeniable, okay, that God was doing something here. And so I talked to Denise and I was like, I'm not sure. What do, what do we do here? So we decided, and actually we didn't decide. Maria messages Denise and says, hey, I'd like to take you and Rachel to lunch and I want to share some thoughts. And that is when we first got our first inkling 
um, really that was when our first inkling came about that Maria had this vision of Shion Spanish. And that is when after that lunch, I was like, um, it's really interesting that you're saying this because, or during that lunch, I said, it's interesting that you're saying this because Jackie Hernandez has been sort of saying this as well. So I meet Jackie for coffee. I said, hey, I met with this woman and she seems very, you know, um, passionate about supporting women and encouraging women. And I do want to support her further. However, here's what she's saying. And then Jackie's like, hmm. And Jackie was like, well, amiga, I've been telling you, you know, so it's like, okay, how about this? Why don't we put you two together? So I get with Denny. I said, Denny, let's get these two together. So we put them together, Maria and Jackie, and we just let them talk, you know, to each other. And, um, and, and we, all four of us are like, okay, here's where we're at. Here's our sticking points. Here's our concerns and our fear, uh, our nuggets of fear as to, you know, regarding expansion already. Um, and they were like, oh, but we would do this or I would do that. And, and then they started just really going off on like what each can bring to the table and things like that. And everything from like investments to time in to, um, you know, uh, you know, um, content creation and all this kind of stuff. So by the time we walked away, we knew immediately, we did that meeting in English, by the way, because Denny was there. We knew immediately, let's have this meeting again, but let's have it in Spanish. So the three of us, Maria, Jackie, and I meet again the very next day in Spanish, have a conversation. They go off again. And it was just so beautiful to witness. And it was undeniable that this needs to take place. Okay. I get with Denny and I said, we're doing this. And within like a week or whatever, we were at a restaurant, a beautiful restaurant, and we were signing a, a contracts with each other for this. And let me tell you, it was Jackie's going to be the vice president of the Latin division. You know, Maria is going to be the GM and oversee the community. And Danine and I are going to essentially uh, guide them on everything that we built on the English side and have them, you know, help translate and really look at this from a constructive view and say what would really resonate with the, the Latinas and what wouldn't you know, what do we name it? Okay. She, yo Latina got it. But what I'm getting at is, okay, we moved fast. So we had ideas and we moved it. We took action, but more than forcing anything to happen, it was a flow in. So me agreeing, me nodding. No, I was left and right. No, I'm not doing this speech in Spanish. No, thank you. But no, thank you. All in my head, the words that came out was sure. Let's do it. I felt the fear. I did it anyways. I did the speech very scared. Okay. But that unlocked something that I will be like, whoa, had I not done that speech, what in the world? We wouldn't have Shio Latina. It is so amazing to have Shio Latina. Like it is such a trailblazing platform. There's no other thing like it. And so we're so excited to be bringing that platform. I, we did it before we were ready. We weren't ready. Nothing in what we were doing with CEO in English told us, oh my God, let's get ready next month to expand to the next language and countries. No, <laughs> no. Okay. We were not, we were barely ready for CEO in English, um, let alone CEO in Spanish. And it's a beautiful thing. And I feel honored and I feel so grateful to have these women who see something that we built in, in, and can identify it as something that they want for their own and to be able to collaborate and come together and roll up their sleeves. Because listen, Jackie could have said, well, I'll do a few posts. And Maria could have said, hey, well, you maybe I'll throw a little bit of money at it. But they're not. They're saying, you know what? I want in. I am in. I want in. We are all in. And that part is so beautiful. And it has been such an amazing journey. So that's why I'm saying do it scared. The only other example on this level, I mean, I have several examples, but when I think about this podcast, 
okay? In 2019, September to be exact, after hearing years of Deneen saying, oh my God, that's a podcast episode. Um, it was like I had all this pain. I had all this fear in me. I had so much desire to just go to bed and cry myself to death, literally, like because of the loss of my son, because of so many things that had happened um, that year that was so, so difficult for me to navigate. And I needed to pour it out of me. And so I sat in a chair that was in my home office and I got a microphone and I hit record. And the CEO, I mean, the Rachel Unpacked podcast was born, but I felt scared. I'm like, I'm just going to be sitting here talking to myself. People that I know are going to be coming across it. Um, You know, I got a hundred subscribers right away because why, you know, my family members, friends, whatever were subscribing. And knowing that every week that I showed up and an episode aired where I'm pouring my heart out and I'm pouring my struggles, it was going to be like a room of a hundred people showing up every single week to hear my business. And it was, it was tough and it was scary and people had opinions about it. And, you know, the, the audio sometimes was bad because I didn't have a technician. I mean, there was just so many things, you know, do, do I film it? Do I put it on YouTube? Do I not? Um, so, so many things, but let me tell you, had I not done it scared, had I not, had I felt the fear and not done it, um, guess what? That would not have unlocked what has manifested from the Rachel and Pat podcast. I would not have the courage to tell my friend Dahlia, let's, you know, yes, okay, I'll do a relationship podcast with you during a pandemic. She might have not even considered doing a podcast had she not seen her friend Rachel doing a podcast, you know, and so that it's like one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing and you never know. And now not only did the Rachel Impact podcast lead to the YDFL podcast that led, you know, that, you know, Rachel Impact still led to the CEO community platform, which then led to the Latina platform. Like it's all layers. You, you just feel the fear and you walk through the door. And when you walk through the door, you go, Oh, okay, your eyes adjust to the darkness and you go, now I see. And guess what? Now you see another door and three more doors. And then guess what? Next thing you know, you look up and you're producing your own TV show or you're inspiring thousands of women or you're, you know, you have 10,000 members in your community or you're in Forbes. I mean, you're on other people's podcasts, which I've gotten to do. There's articles written, you know, about CEO now. So many things, so many things, all because one day I felt the fear and I did it anyways. And you can too. Let's go. If you're new to my content and you want to tap into resources, workbooks, courses, masterminds, a community of like-minded women that can support you on your entrepreneurial journey, head on over to my website, rachelmedina.com and click any button you see that says she EO, and it'll take you right on over there. In the meantime, if you're not doing so already, please follow me on social media at rachelmedina101. Let's go.